Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Well, thank you, Billy, and welcome again to another edition of The Road to Rural Prosperity. I'm Ron Hayes. Thank you for joining us today, and we are very happy to get back and share with you the other half of our Stars Over Oklahoma. In an earlier podcast episode, we introduced you to two of our stars, our star in agri-science, our star in ag placement. And today, we want to introduce you to our star in ag production, star farmer of Oklahoma for 2020, Reagan Clausen from the Hydro Eakley Oklahoma FFA chapter. Our own Casey Shepard had a great time visiting with Reagan about her FFA career, about her agricultural enterprise, how it's grown over the years, and how it's a multi-generation effort within her family. Great, great conversation. You'll enjoy that. Then we also want to share with you some of the facts and figures from Kale Miller. Kale is our star in agribusiness for 2020. He's from the Stroud FFA chapter. That's coming up as well today here on the Road to Rural Prosperity. All being powered today by the Petroleum Alliance of Oklahoma, working to advance all aspects of the state's largest industry. And here on the Road to Rural Prosperity, we'll be back with Casey and Reagan in just a few moments. The Petroleum Alliance represents every segment of the oil and natural gas industry, speaking with one voice when advocating for the interest of its members, landowner partners, and employees. Our mission is to enhance Oklahoma's economy and every segment of the energy industry. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve. We're visiting with our star farmer, Reagan Klassen, from the Hydro Eakley FFA chapter. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing so good. Well, this is a huge thing because, you know, the star is really the biggest award you can get. It's been around since the 30s, so it's a pretty big honor. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm very honored to uh, not only be a part of this association, but to also be awarded this big honor. Uh, I know that many people uh, dream of having this award, and I'm just very lucky to have it myself. Well, let's talk a little bit about your project. So what did you start with? Ever since I was little, I've actually really loved cattle. I started showing cattle when I was four years old. And not only do I love cattle, but my entire family loves cattle. I come from a generational farming family. Uh, my grandpa has cattle. Uh, my dad has cattle. My great-grandpa had cattle. So being around the cattle program has always just became natural to me. When I started my eighth grade year, I finally told my dad that I wanted a cattle herd of my own. So I ended up buying 20 head from my dad, and I've grown from 20 head to uh, actually this year having 30 head in my cattle herd. In my operation, uh, I have 30 commercial cows and calves. I run them on a grass pasture south of Hydro, 
and I rent that from Rusty Carney. Uh, I have at our house, actually. You mentioned, you know, going from 20 head to 30 head. That's a pretty big accomplishment, and that means more responsibility for you on the daily. So let's talk a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like with your cattle herd. Um, You are right. It does take a lot of time uh, between sports and FFA and all of my other extracurricular school activities. I do have to manage my time between school and my cow-calf operation, So um, in the mornings, you'll see me checking cattle, and I'll go to school, go to practice, and then as soon as I get out of practice, I'll be out checking cattle again, uh, making sure my cattle have water, making sure all my cattle are there and healthy, as well as feeding my cattle every day after school. Well, let's talk about the calving process because now you know firsthand when you have springborns and fallborns, that can get uh, pretty exciting when, when, you, when you're going through calving season. Yes, definitely. Uh, the calving season is one of my favorite parts. Uh, I love getting to see the cows have their calves and getting to see those, ca- those calves uh, grow up to eventually be part of my soccer program and to eventually be sold. But definitely just getting to witness that mom take care of her calf is something I've just, I've always loved watching. Well, now tell us for, for truth, Reagan, do you get in there and pull them if you have to? You get in there and pull calves? <laughs> I do actually. Sometimes uh, there are times where I do have to pull a baby calf because um, either the mom is too small to have the calf or she's just having uh, dispositional problems. And I uh, sometimes do have a hard time, not going to lie. I'm not the strongest at times, and those babies can be hard to pull. And I do have to have my dad uh, come in there and give me some of his uh, strong power. But that is sometimes a very big challenge for me, just getting able, being able to pull those calves and give them colostrum to where they can still be healthy and grow healthy. I think some people don't understand um, – how much strength, like physicality, you actually need to be able to do a lot of these projects. I mean, you and I are talking about pulling calves, but just feeding calves and getting out there on the daily, you have to be in pretty good shape because you're out there in the midst of all the animals and getting all your stuff done daily. Yes, I completely agree. It takes a lot more than you think. And I think, honestly, being uh, playing sports, actually, and being used to lifting weights really helps me a lot. Just being able to Uh, carry feed sacks from uh, Wheeler Brothers to my house. It does take a lot of strength. Going through this whole process, I'm sure that you've got some uh, really good respect for what your dad and your grandpa have always done. Yes, I definitely do. Uh, When I was little, I helped alongside my dad and my grandpa uh, when I started walking, basically. Uh, rather than checking cattle or putting out hay. Most of the stuff I had gained from my operations is what I had learned from my dad and my grandpa early on. How did your how does your program look when you're when you're going year by year by year? What things did you have to do differently as you as you went from one year to the next? Looking back at it, I had to continually reinvest all my profits uh, not only into my herd of cattle but also into my wheat operation and also my peanuts and my black IP operation. Uh, I think without my grain production and uh, with my specialty crop and my uh, peanuts, if those don't all work together, 
uh, my cattle herd doesn't work or my wheat crop doesn't work. Going through the years, I've learned being able to control everything that goes on and being able to keep all of my operations in a steady flow. I have uh, learned that I've been very successful by doing that. Well, you talked a little bit about peanuts and wheat. You know, Hydro Eakley has a wide variety of crops. Um, So do you get involved with some of those? Uh, I'm the only specialty crops I've been involved in throughout my years is peanuts and black eyed peas. My family had a crop consultant named Howard Bartell, and I got set up with him, and he was actually the one that really told me about growing peanuts and black-eyed peas because if I'm being honest, I never expected to grow peanuts and black-eyed peas. I was really only expecting myself to just grow wheat. And if it wasn't for Howard Bartell, I wouldn't have started growing peanuts or black-eyed peas. And not only that, he also uh, helped me get set up with two really big contracts with my peanuts and black-eyed pea crops. Uh, my black IPs are contracted through Del Monte, and my peanuts are actually contracted through Birdsong Peanuts. Well, that's a pretty big deal. Yes, I. that's something I am very proud of, and I know that not a bunch of people, not only my age, but generational farmers haven't been able to grasp, so that's something I'm very proud of. Well, let's talk a little bit about your years in the FFA. So what are some other projects that you've been a part of? Um, Like I said before, I'm very active in cattle showing. I've been showing since I was four years old, starting with heifers. And then by the time I was about 10 or 11 years old, I had merged into showing steers. Uh, Not only do I show cattle, but I was really active in livestock judging, uh, prepared public speaking, and uh, opening ceremonies. Anything in the FFA that Hydra Weekly was a part of, I really tried to be a part of everything I could. What are some of your favorite FFA experiences over the years looking back? My, by far, my favorite FFA experience was going to the Washington Leadership Conference last summer in, um, in Washington, D.C. That, by far, was the most exciting thing I've ever been to. Uh, just going and seeing everything in Washington, D.C., and being a part of the leadership conference as a whole, I think I gained so much from that conference as well, got to, as well as getting to see as much as I could. Uh, that was by far the most exciting thing I had seen. In I, I also loved doing that, but um, I don't know if you guys went in the heat of summer, but walking around an official dress when it's 106, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> Getting to walk around in official dress wasn't the greatest part of the trip. Those corduroy jackets are not cooling jackets. No, they are not. (laughs) Quite the opposite, actually. But it was such a great experience because I love that FFA manages to to get all of those really cool things that you get to see in Washington, D.C., all in that one trip. And, And when I went, I knew that I would never get to have another trip like that because they just set it up and made it so easily for you to see these awesome historical things. And yeah, I completely agree with you. And not only did you get to see um, all these historic things, but as well as make connections with other people across the country. Uh, there was this girl from uh, that I actually met, and her name was Reagan as well. And we had grown such a great bond. And I still talk to her uh, to this day, and she's from Idaho. And I think if I wouldn't have gone to the Washington Leadership Conference, I wouldn't have gained half the uh, friendships that I had gained. 
Well, what are your plans look like going forward for the next couple of years? Right now, my plans are to go to Redlands Community College and uh, get a degree in agriculture communications. After Redlands, I plan to go to Oklahoma State University and double major in agriculture communications as well as agribusiness. Now, occupation-wise, I'm not completely uh, have my eye on anything yet, but um, I really am looking forward to hopefully going into the marketing standpoint of agriculture. So would that be like your dream job? My dream job would be to represent the uh, Oklahoma Department of Agriculture in Oklahoma City as an agritourist, actually. Actually, this uh, this senior year, I was a part of the Agriculture Youth Council with Secretary Arthur, and one of the activities we did was job shadowing. And I had the opportunity to job shadow Whitney Wilkinson with the uh, Department of Ag. And she was an agritourist, and we got to tour a Christmas tree farm in Tuttle. And just being able to listen to their story and how they started from one tree to over hundreds of trees on their farm was something that I saw myself that I could be very passionate about in the future. Yeah, that sounds super cool. And you also got a pretty cool award at OYE, right? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, I got a scholarship while I was there. And um, I'll be honest, uh, the interview process, I was really nervous about it because I know that there were so many people that were great candidates, and I'm super honored to have been the winner of that scholarship. So thinking back on your career in FFA, what would you say that FFA has done for you professionally and personally? Personally, uh, I think FFA has uh, opened up so many leadership opportunities for me. Uh, I was actually... uh, the president this year for my chapter and just being able to set an example for younger members in my chapter um, was something that really opened my eyes for me. Uh, For a professional standpoint, FFA as a whole has opened so many doors for me, uh, whether it be job opportunities or um, actually I'm going to be part of the um, ambassadors program at Redlands Community College And I think without FFA, I definitely wouldn't have half half of the opportunities I've had. Yeah, and I think some people don't realize, you know, if you're not somebody that plays, I mean, you mentioned that you also play sports, but some kids don't play sports and they're looking for a way to get in and network and connect with people and still have some really great success that's not necessarily um, in athletics. And FFA is a great way to do it. Uh, Yes, I do. I completely agree with you. I feel like with FFA, if you don't fit in with sports or uh, National Honor Society or whatever the case may be, I think FFA is a great way to stay plugged in as well as um, getting very good connections with others. Well, Reagan, thank you so much for taking time for us today. And you've got a great project and we're so excited to hear about your future and what the next four years brings. 
Uh, thank you, and thank you for having me. Still to come on this episode of The Road to Rule Prosperity, our very own Ron Hayes is going to tell us more about the fourth star for the Oklahoma FFA in 2020. He's Kale Miller of the Stroud FFA chapter, your 2020 Oklahoma FFA star in agribusiness. That's coming up in a few minutes as the journey continues on The Road to Rule Prosperity after these messages. The Petroleum Alliance represents every segment of the oil and natural gas industry, speaking with one voice when advocating for the interest of its members, landowner partners, and employees. Our mission is to enhance Oklahoma's economy and every segment of the energy industry. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma, and their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. Welcome back to The Road to Rural Prosperity. Hope that you've enjoyed the first half of our podcast today, our episode of Casey Shepard talking with Reagan Claussen, our star farmer of Oklahoma for 2020. We wanted to tell you a little bit about Kale Miller, the star in agribusiness for the state of Oklahoma for 2020. And due to some personal circumstances, he was unable to visit with us for this particular podcast. But he did give us some great information about his agribusiness success, which led to the Oklahoma FFA naming him their star in agribusiness for 2020. His SAE, a lawn care business that he started four years ago. His first summer, he started with five lawns, and he's expanded this business over the last four years to over 40 customers. When I started, I thought of it as a hobby, he says, and wanted to help people out. And now he considers it as a potential career. A lot of skills have been learned along the way, according to Kale. He says he's learned the value of a dollar, how important it is to have a good work ethic, how to operate machinery, and most importantly, the ability to interact and use the people skills developed through my time in FFA, he says. During his FFA career, he's been a part of the Stroud FFA chapter. He says that he's shown cattle, participated in judging competitions, gone to speech contests, been a member of the skeet team, held different positions on the officer team, and participated in a lot of community service projects. He says his favorite FFA moment, although it's a tough one to call because there's been so many, but without a doubt, he says, it's this very award, the star in agribusiness for 2020. As for his future plans, Kale tells us that he'd like to attend OSUIT and earn an applied science degree for HVAC and for refrigeration and then start his own company. He also hopes to continue the lawn care business, at least through college and then beyond, perhaps as well. Kale Miller, he is your star in agribusiness for 2020 for the Oklahoma FFA. Congratulations to Kale. Congratulations to Reagan. Congratulations to Landry, and congratulations to Gentry, our stars over Oklahoma for 2020. Down through the years, it's been my high honor to salute the stars over Oklahoma FFA year after year after year. Here in 2020, it has been a disappointment not to be able to interview these young people in person 
and assemble that show for the state convention for all to see and to enjoy. But we're just as proud of these young people as all the others that we've saluted down through the years. They're high achievers, and they've earned the right to be a star over Oklahoma. And that's all of our time for you today. We'll see you on down the road to rural prosperity real soon. I'm Ron Hayes. God bless. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and OklahomaFarmReport.com. Proud to be a part of the family of the funk companies. <laughs>